Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined as always by your host and the Pen Addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello sir, how are you? I'm great Mike, how's it going today? Yeah, very well, very well my man, cannot complain at all. This episode is brought to you by Igloo and Squarespace and we're going to be talking about those through the show. So we promised something to our listeners. We did. We did. We talked uh, in last week's episode. I, On the day we recorded, I had, I had written a post um, on penaddict.com about my top five pens. And that's a, <laughs> that's a post I've done for years and uh, kind of on an unscheduled schedule. <laughs> it's one of those, you know, I, I always want to do and keep updated. And I know, always know it's time when I start getting more and more emails. Where's the list? Where's the list? Where do you have an updated list? Do you have? A, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to get this out. I need to be, I need to be more scheduled on it. Do it, you know, once a quarter or at least twice a year. Well, just when there's uh, a significant change. Right, right. That's. I think that was kind of the delay this time. And you know, if there's not a bunch of turn, there used to be a lot of turnover in my top five list. You know, when I started the blog and trying and discovering all kinds of new and different pens that I'd never seen in my life. And, you know, not that I'm still not discovering those things. It's just that the rate of change has become slower and the ones I like, I'm latching on to more. So I actually had a little, you know, in my intro, I was like, you know, this, it took me so long because there was a, finally a big change in how my list um, looks you know, we could link back to some old top five lists, and it's mostly you know the microtip gel ink pens, um, you know the high tech C Sino DXs and things like that. But uh, this this top five uh, list was was kind of a change for me, so I thought it'd be a good good episode for the podcast. Yeah, I'm, uh, what I do is I've linked to the post in the mm-hmm. show notes, but I'm going to put a link to the uh, top five category mm-hmm. that you have. So people can just go back and, and read all of the posts that you've tagged with top five. Okay, yeah. like. and actually I think I need to update some of those tags. I think back in the day I wasn't tagging it properly. It looks like but, there's uh, quite a few it. in there. Okay, good, good. Uh, I'll double check and see if there's a few more I can I can add into that into that list. Now <clears throat> I'm going to uh I'm gonna lay claim to, to some of the change that you had. <laughs> I think it's this show that changed a lot of your top five. Because yeah. you started moving into fountain pens. A That's lot right. More. And uh, I think that is this show that, that helped you do that. I, I, I think you're probably right. And I, I would have to go back and look on any top five I've ever done before. I'm not sure that there was a single fountain pen on there. I, I, I'd be willing to bet there's not. And if I look at the fall 2011, which was the previous one, um, you have no fountain pens on that. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. No, none at all. Not even a Kawiko. Yeah. And now there's two. <laughs> Which is so, a, that's uh, a big change. That's a that's a massive change. That's a huge change. Um, especially, you know, when the when I talk about this list, you know, I have the little caveat in the intro that you know, this it's not necessarily a top five list of what I think are the best pens or mm-hmm. it's not a top five list of the pens I think, you know, pen addict readers should go out and purchase. Yeah, that's it's, that's a really important caveat to make, I think. Right. What this list does, what for me, it's I, I call it basically a snapshot of the pens that I'm using on a regular basis for, you know, 
a lengthy period of time. Like, you know, over say the past four or six months, you know, this, these five pins have gotten the most use in and I've enjoyed the most over that time frame. And, you know, cause I'm always discovering new pins and, you know, these types of things change and, you know, one might go start collecting dust and, and another one take its place. So it's kind of a, kind of a fluid list, but it's, it's, it's really more of a snapshot type list of mm. what I'm currently using and enjoying. And it's by no means saying these are the best pins or these are the pins you have to go buy right now. It's, it's a personal list of, of what I'm using right now. So you ready to dig, ready to dig into it? Without further ado. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, readers who, who have followed the blog and, and for a while and been listening to our podcast for a while, probably have a pretty good <laughs> guess at what number one is. And that's, it, it's the pilot vanishing point. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was hesitant to put it at number one. Oh, tell and me why. That's that's not because it's not the pen. It's it's far and away the pen I use the most and the pen I enjoy the most using. Using, I was just a little hesitant that readers would freak out just based on the past history of my blog and and you know the price points I yeah, stay in. You put in a a one hundred and forty dollar pen on the top of your list. That's you know that's quite a big thing. You know, right? Where in the past, you know, it's if you look at the number ones on my list, probably averaged probably about four or five dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was actually, I mean, I was hesitant. At least, at least, gave it some some mental consideration. I was like, you know, is that really? Is that something, is that the way I want to take this? But you know what? It's the truth. <laughs> so, I mean, there's no reason in not, in not posting what I'm using as my favorite pen right now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's far and away the pen I use the most and has been ever since I got it probably. I think I got it back in April. Um, since then, it's probably, gosh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I couldn't put a number on it, but I, I've definitely used it more than anything, especially now that I'm back to working in an, in an office environment. I, I really use it a lot then. Um, one of the things that's been happening, though, recently, Mike, is I, I've been freaking out a little bit on it. Because I'm using it so much, I'm, like, banging it around. I actually got it stuck in my pants the other day. What? <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, I'm writing with it and I'm reaching down under my desk, you know, I'm, I'm writing and I'm holding it in my hand and I've got the, um, I've got the nib exposed and I, I reach down under my desk or something and I catch the nib in my oh. pants. I'm like, oh no. And like, am I, have I misaligned the nib? So I, I'm, it's good that it's getting a lot of action. It's getting, uh, it's getting broken in, broken in uh, very, very well. Yeah. Mine took a terrific dive a couple of days ago. And I thought oh. I'd ruined it, but it was fine. It, the, the nib was was um, the nib was out, but it didn't even not, not a thing happened to it. I think it's a really strong nib. Yeah, I, I didn't seem to have any fallout from it, but uh, it and you know there was something else the other day. I don't I don't think I dropped the pin, but I I caught it on something else or banged it on something, and it it can take a beating. I mean, so far, I mean, I'm not doing it. It's not like I'm working on a construction site or anything. It's not delicate. It's, <laughs> it's not, getting, a, it's it, getting mangled, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be a little delicate, fragile pen, which is good when you're, you know, that's, that was always one of my hesitancies getting into fountain pens, right? Is the fr- fragility or the frailty, um, of it. And, you know, once I finally got over, Hey, I can, you know, 
take this pen around in my pocket, take it to work, take it to wherever, and not have to worry about it, you know, exploding ink over me. Um, that that kind of helped me turn the corner on, um, you know, some some of my favorite pens and, and using fountain pens more and fitting them more into my workflow, into my writing writing cycle and, and things like that. So, I mean, they, it's the vanishing point is it's not just number one. It's number one with a bullet. I mean, it it get used. It gets wow. used probably more than the other four pens on the list combined. <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. No, it, it it before I bought it, I guess it would have surprised me. But once I got it in my hand and started using it, um, you know, it's 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 lived up to the hype, and that's. You know, I guess that's kind of rare these days. You know, in 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 all the the circles we travel, you know, there's lots of hype and and things like that. And you always wonder is something going to live up to the hype? And uh, this one certainly did. So I've been very happy with it. Nothing's changed. You know, my my initial thoughts on the pen have not changed. My usage of the pen has not changed. So it's it's a solid number one. Um, I have a feeling it it might be there for at least a little while. Um, I don't see anything really challenging for the top spot anytime soon. But my number two pin on this list is probably the most shocking, yeah, <laughs> even I was, for me. I was very surprised when I saw yeah. this because I have one of these, but I bought it as like a novelty item. Mm-hmm. And it's the it's it's the moleskin classic roller pin, and this is one of those. Well, I, I guess I'll try it type of pens you know moleskins traditionally um are not uh how should i say very uh cost effective they're not they're not a good value um be it their notebooks you know i one of the worst products i've ever reviewed is their the moleskin index cards um which are beautiful but you're almost scared to use them because of just the flat out cost is outrageous um these moleskin classic roller pens, you know, from as my my vanishing point was one hundred and forty dollars, and I'm not really sweating the price on that. But the moleskin classic roller is fifteen dollars, and you know, you pick it up and feel it. Like if you've, you know, I know we both used one, but for someone trying it for the first time, it doesn't feel in your hand like a fifteen dollar pen. No. Like the vanishing point feels like a hundred and forty dollar pen to yep. me. Right, the moleskin classic roller and. It's number two on my list, so I obviously like it. I mean, I don't want to degrade it, but it feels like a almost like a Bic, <laughs> just like a regular Bic in your hand. It's super, super lightweight. There's not a lot of substance to it, but what really sets it apart for me is the gel ink cartridge. And I don't know who they're getting these from. Um, I haven't done all the research, but it is, it is an ex- exceptionally good gel ink cartridge, and it's and the reason why I like it is because it comes in a 0.5 millimeter. Um, it, it, there's a 0.7 millimeter option, which I've never tried, but the 0.5 writes like a dream. Um, you know, I never would have thought that Moleskin could pull this off, to be quite honest with you. Um, I mean, on on the, on JetPen's website, they've got the refills, and they're Moleskin branded refills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really I mean, say it, who's it, doing it. Someone gave me a thought the other day. It's actually shaped. I mean, it's a traditional Parker design refill. I wonder if they've contracted out through Parker for their their gel refill because their gel Parker's gels are generally pretty good. I've just never seen one that's point five millimeter because they they have that like they have that that 
that peculiarly shaped end that fits in mm-hmm. the clicker, right? Exactly. They have that on Ex- them. And that looks like a Parker. Yep. You know, and the other thing I thought I would hate about this pen, it, maybe that's why I like it so much because I was so <laughs> sure I was not going to like it, so it makes me like it even more, is the, you know, the the rectangular shaped barrel. Now that's just that so would... it fits on the moleskin, right? Because the, right. they're made like with the, the clip, clips to the to the moleskin notebooks that's what they're yep. made to do that's the whole that's the whole premise of their yep. pen and pencil line is to be able to the clip design is unique to where it'll clip on the cover and the pen barrels and pencil barrels are rectangular shaped like if you've ever if no one's familiar with this if you've ever seen a carpenter's pencil um that you see a lot of you know woodworking you know if you've ever seen one you know it's a it's a it's literally in the sh- in the shape of a rectangle, two skinny sides and two wide sides. So it l- it'll lay flat on the moleskin notebook when it when it's clipped on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's obviously when you see a pen that design, you get some grip issues depending on how you grip the pen. You know, that's it's like a Lamy Safari with the molded grip, or the Pilot Vanishing Point with the clip in the grip area. If if you have a, a non traditional grip, it, it's going to be an issue. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. And for somehow, you know, I, I thought it would be an issue for me, but it's when I'm writing with it, I don't even notice it. It's extremely comfortable for me to write with. Um, and, you know, I, I like the just the base, the the basic classic roller, the black plastic barrel. I've bought the metal roller and I bought the click roller um, since I liked <laughs> since I like the basic one so much. But I, the basic one's actually my favorite of the three. Right. The metal roller is really, really nice. It's not worth the cost difference in my mind, and plus it it's it's weighted strangely when you post the cap. But yeah, that's that's for another post and another podcast. But it, it's super nice. It's not worth fifty dollars where the the regular classic roller and the click roller I think are both fifteen or at least in that ballpark. And you're happy to pay that sort of price for them? Yeah, I I, I think that's the maximum. Um, I, at first, it was a little shocking to, to feel how light and you know not substantial feeling this pen was when I first purchased it. But when I started using it, that that went away. I was like, "Oh, this is this is very nice." I mean, it, you know, I, I, I talk about it in the review and in, in, in this top five list. It, the it, it's it's not a great value purchase, but it's a, it's a really good pen and it, it's one I use a lot. Cool. My third pin on the list is We're going to get to it in a minute. We're going to get to it in a minute. I'm going to cut oh, you yeah, right sorry. off there so we can talk about our first sponsor this week. Um, and this, this episode, of course, is brought to you by the fantastic people at Squarespace. Squarespace provides you with everything you need to create an amazing powerful website and throughout this week um, on the shows i've been talking about squarespace's importer tool so if you have a blog elsewhere um, on movable type typepad wordpress and blogger you can import your blog to squarespace um, all of those um, services have an export tool so you can export something out um, and then you're able to import your blog into wordpress uh, sorry into squarespace not into wordpress you don't want to do that that's a horrible idea um, what what makes Squarespace different to all the others is you don't just get your uh, posts and your comments like many other systems. You put a bunch of information in so you get 
all of your media imported over from your blog, your URLs get redirected and everything so they remain working and it makes sure that it matches the URL scheme and all of your data moves along too. Um, the system is really superb and it's something that I wanted to talk about it in a different fashion here because our good friend Brad has a uh, had an interesting time with the um, with the importer and has actually in turn made the importer tool better. So it seems, yeah, so, yeah. I have a uh, first first hand knowledge of how the uh, the importer tool works, and um, you know, I when I converted my blog over for TypePad, and we've talked we've touched on in the uh, in the podcast before that I had an error. Uh, in an issue with the redirects when my import was working. So I contacted um, Squarespace, their support. Um, they were actually, you know, able to dig into it. You know, their their depth of, of knowledge and interest in fixing my problem was deep. It wasn't like a superficial type thing, you know, where they're like, um, is your computer plugged in? You know, is it powered on? You know, they it was like, yeah, they didn't okay, take you, for you know, a I've got this access. I see what's happening. Give me, you know, let me see your access. I'm going to test it out for myself and see what the problem is. And they went and did it. I figured it was going to be some error on my part. And, you know, they'd say, you know, they'd say, oh, you're doing this wrong. And we'd fix it and move on. But it turns out we hit a bug in the Squarespace code. And so they had to uh, issue a bug fix, um, issue a bug fix for, um, you know, this um, getting the redirects from a TypePad blog. So, um, you know, I went back and forth with them. It took it took a couple of weeks to fix. But, you know, they had to put in, I'm sure, you know, working in the, the IT field, they can't just, you know, apply a change for one guy and fix it and go. They have to go through their testing procedures and things like that. And, um, you know, it took them a couple of weeks and they said, Hey, they sent me an email said, Hey, we got it fixed. Try it now. And boom, as we say, so we know, was we know mm-hmm. the system's perfect because Brad helped iron out one of the bugs, <laughs> <laughs> but what's really cool about like, cause I wanted to talk about in a slightly different note as well. It's just to highlight their support. You know, they could have just said to Brad, yeah, it's a bug. Sorry, here's your money back. See you later. But they didn't, they didn't do that. They appreciated that Brad wanted to use the service. He'd paid. He wanted to use Squarespace. He wanted to switch his blog over. And they appreciated that. So instead, they took the time and the man hours to get it fixed. And then when they did, Brad had everything imported over for him. All the URLs worked. He had all of his posts. It was, you know, it, it is a pretty seamless process. I've done it a couple of times too. Um, I did it quite recently. I moved um, my personal blog, MikeHurley.net, to Squarespace, and it was simple as pie. Now, you get all of this, including rock-solid hosting, um, with plans starting as little as $8 a month. I want you to go and uh, try all this out. And if you have a blog elsewhere, you can test out a trial with the blog importer. I think in your two-week free trial, it imports, um, I think, up to 25 posts, um, just so you know, so they're not going through all of the work on their end, you know, because all you need is to trial it. So go and do that now. If you've got a blog elsewhere, go go try out their blog importer. And you can do that by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. We've worked with Squarespace to get a two-week free trial for you. If you go to that website, of course, there'll be a link in the show notes. And if you are as impressed as I know that you will be with the service after playing around with it for a couple of weeks, if you use the offer code 70 decibels 6 at 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-6 at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order when you purchase one of their extremely affordable plans. Thank you very much to Squarespace for sponsoring. So, number three. Number three is a, an, an all-timer. Um, 
you know, actually number three and four, but number three is uh, the Pilot High Tech C, 0.3 millimeter, old black faithful with the grip. Yeah, old, old faithful is this one, isn't it? Really? Yeah, this is this is one of the this is the pen that you know I wouldn't hesitate to buy by the dozen. You know, like I wrote, I've got one at my desk, you know, at my office desk, in my backpack, you know, in my car, you know, stuck <laughs> into your pants. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's for the point three high tech C is is kind of my sweet spot between point two five point four point five um the point three is the one I like the best I think readers you know tend to try that pen and they pref- I'd say the majority just for writing purposes prefer the point four millimeter I find I find the point three to just be a, that much cleaner and sharper and works well for my writing style um. You know, I, I've loved this pen for years. It's been number one on this list before. Um, I don't know if it'll ever be off the list completely just because I use it still so much. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to capture here, what pens I'm using uh, regularly. And it, and now that, you know, we, we've talked, we've done an episode on, on Kickstarter pens and there's so many of them being made for this exact refill you know this this is a really good pen and um you know it's if you haven't tried a, a micro tip pen and you you go in and you want to you say i want to try this point 3 you you might be a little disappointed it's it's definitely a kind of a finicky pen i say um you know it's got some uh ink flow issues sometimes but if you get it started and start writing with it um it really writes like no other micro tip pen that i use it's it's one i really like awesome. have you have you ever gone uh to like a 0.3 millimeter i mean i know but, you've, uh, you've tried some things here and there you're you prefer the 0.7 millimeter but have you ever yeah. tried something that fine i don't think so yeah i don't think so yeah and and you, you, you probably wouldn't like it i mean i I've, I've talked to you enough now to know generally what you what you like in your writing style and things like that and it's not something i'd recommend no. to you but um you like know, it, i'll, I'll, if I'll I have to get you one to, to try out yeah, if I was going to, it would be just for experimental purposes. Yeah, well, actually, it, this wouldn't lie. be a pen that would ever convert you. Say, oh, this is all I'm going to use to write with. I bought um, those Muji gel pen- gel pens, and they're point three eight, mm-hmm. so it's, it's mm-hmm. still it's very fine, but not that fine. Right. Yeah, and that being the the conical tip of the Muji and the needle tip of this point three, they're vastly different yeah, feel exactly. when you're when you're writing. So this is more smooth, and I imagine, in my yep. opinion. The high tech C would be more scratchy. Yes, yeah, very much so. Yep, and in this case, scratchy's good. You know, <laughs> I talk. I talk to a lot of readers that say it's scratchy, or I say it. Uh, I said it's scratchy. How, why do I like it? Well, when you're dealing with that fine of a tip, that's just part and parcel of it. I mean, that's the deal. It's it's not a 1.0 millimeter liquid ink pen. That's an oil slick. You're writing. You know, you're writing metal on paper. There's there's gonna be some of that that feedback yeah and um you know it just depends if for me you know i i enjoy it and it, it doesn't bother me in the in the least so good now number four is a pen that you've tried in a different size and it's it's one that i it's another pen that i have a lot of in a lot of different places because i always want to have one handy and that's the secure pig micron mm-hmm. 03 black and 03 i think um translates to 0.35 millimeter um you know it's a a lot of people refer these to as art pens or drawing pens or felt tip pens. It, it's really, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a plastic tip 
um, I guess, drawing pen. Um, you know, you find them in, in art supply stores and, and, you know, they're in with, you know, the crafting aisle, you know, if you had a, you know, a hobby type store, um, that you could go to, um, they come in a lot of different colors, a lot of different tip sizes. Um, I prefer the black. Um, it's, it's not a pitch black, but the ink qualities of this pen are something that I like to have handy. I don't, I got an email this week about, you know, pens being ink being waterproof and was that a consideration for me and it's not at all i mean i've never purchased a pen because i felt that you know because it was waterproof you know i've never purchased a pen because it became contained waterproof ink and not purchased one because it didn't it's just not a consideration for me but i do know with the pig per micron that it does have you know special ink qualities the ink's archival you know um, it's a pigment-based ink, so it's not going to fade. Um, it's going to be waterproof on the page. So, you know, like Uniball talks about their super ink technology in their pens, you know, to pr- help prevent check fraud and, and, and all that, which is, is true. But these sec- secure Pigma Microns are equally as secure, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, as far as their ink properties go. So I actually use it to sign a lot of things um, because I know my signature is not going anywhere with, with this type of pen. And last, and certainly not least, I, I, I had trouble with the number five spot. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't sure what to go with. And, you know, I'm, I actually, you know, one of the things that helped me put this list together is I go through my pin case that I've, I've talked about. And, you know, we might touch on a, a different pin case we've, we've yeah. been looking at here recently. But my, my nomadic roller pin case, you know, that's, that's the one I, that's with me all the time. So it carries my favorites. And I looked in there. I was like, what pin in here besides the, the vanishing point and the, the moleskin? Uh, what pin am I grabbing the most out of here to use? And then it hit me just like a ton of bricks. The the Cuico, Cuico AL Sport fountain pen, now that I've got the EF nib for it, is a really, really awesome pen. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Cuico EF nib. Um, it is, it's firm. It's super smooth. I mean, just shockingly smooth for, for an EF nib and, um, the build quality and style styling and looks of the AL sport, which is the aluminum body, uh, sport is fantastic. Um, you know, like I said, in, in the article between that pen and the vanishing point, I'm completely spoiled (laughs) as far as fountain pens go i mean i have a hard time giving other fountain pens you know a fair shake just because of these two pens i enjoy them they they fit me the best right okay and what i want to do with a pen and and the things i want to accomplish with a pen and how i want the pen to look and feel um you know i I've got several, you know, Lamy Safaris. Um, you know how much I like the Prera. Yeah. Um, and the Prera F-Nib is pretty killer, I, I will admit. But I use this uh, Coico AL Sport more than more than any other non-vanishing point fountain pen that I own. And, you know, if I, I get other fountain pens into review, and they're nice. They're certainly nice. You know, something like the Twisby that, you know, I've reviewed and we've talked about before. Yeah. That's a great That's a great pen. It's it's never going to be in my top five list. It, it it's just not. It's it doesn't speak to me on the level that these other fountain pens do. 
So I, I, I'm, I think I'm jaded now, Mike. Oh dear. <laughs> what have we done to you? I know. It, it is a lot your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, when we started this podcast, I was like, Mike really takes this Lamy Safari to work every day, and that's all the, the only pen he uses. How does that work? And does that yeah. when? And look at me now. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. I, I'll use a fountain pen all night at work and, and not even think twice about it. You're posting ink reviews now. Oh, I know. I'll, oh, I'm, and don't get me started on that. I'm a horrible ink reviewer. I look at all these other guys and girls that do these ink reviews. They do such a nice job. I the 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 level of geekdom in in fountain pen ink reviews is like. It, they they turn that up to eleven. <laughs> I mean they they really really go in depth, and I just don't have that comfort level to do that yet. Um, it'll come one day, hmm. you know, when I'm able to to dissect and ink like um, some of these other reviewers. But um, practice man, makes it, perfect. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, so we're gonna, as you mentioned, we're gonna talk briefly about a pen case that we've been using before we finish. But uh, just before we do that. Let me tell you about our second sponsor, and this is a sponsor that's doing something really special for us that I know the listeners of this show are going to love. So our sponsor today is Igloo Software. Igloo is your digital workplace. It's a place for you and your team to give status updates, have discussions, and share files of each other, all in one awesome, beautiful online place. You can create spaces for each of your departments or teams, which include their own calendars, forums, blogs, uh, document repositories and Twitter-like status updates. You can even make these spaces private if you need to. You can upload any type document into the spaces you create, share it with your colleagues, add comments and ratings. You can then spread it between departments for approvals before locking down the final version if you're sending it out to a publisher or marketing or whatever it is that you do that you would need Igloo for. Igloo is project management at its best with an easy drag-and-drop interface which is simple to set up and help you maintain your intranet. You don't have to have meetings for everything anymore, and you you know you, you don't need to worry about having meetings for all aspects of a project that you or your team are working on. When you post a document or start a discussion, only the people you want to contribute can. It's all about making your workplace more efficient, and Igloo takes care of this for you. You can try um, Igloo for free for 30 days, and they're giving that to all of our listeners. And you can go to igloosoftware.com forward slash seven zero to try that out, and you can start your 30-day free trial. But Igloo are also doing something really cool for us. They're giving away a Field Notes national crop set. So they're going to give that away to one of our listeners. Now, if you sign up for the demo, you're entered automatically but if you want to win the uh, field notes national crop set but you don't want to try out igloo for some crazy reason you can also go to igloosoftware.com forward slash 70 there'll be a link in the show notes and you can just enter the contest right there so thank you very much to igloo for uh, for offering the um the free trial to everyone and also for understanding our listeners and knowing what they enjoy yeah, that's awesome. I, that's a that's a really cool set. I know. I remember when it came out that I said I hadn't bought it yet. Well, I did end up breaking down Good. and buy it. Good. <laughs> I'm coming to the end of the corn, which is number one. Cool. I've been yeah, using. That, oh man, have I been using the the Pele Journal? I'm gonna talk. I'll save that right. for another time. That, yeah, that setup's working well for you. How you um oh, added man. in the um in the um the field notes into the Pele. Yep, love it, cool. love it. And I've been using the field notes the most. The Pele, I've been kind of sketch noting in a bit. 
Mm-hmm. I've been sketchnoting quite a lot, you know. That's great. Yeah, uh, really I, I heard you mention that, um, you know, in uh, in uh, the Enough podcast. Yeah, you know where the the Pen Attic podcast has now become the podcast that will not be named. <laughs> yeah, we we refuse to talk about it because <laughs> we make all of our listeners spend too much money. I know, I know. That was that was funny. I listened to that last <laughs> night. But yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that's working out for you. That's really cool. Oh, I love it, man. I really do. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this pen case. Yeah. And it's the uh, the Lihid Lab Tefa pen case. Yeah, we spoke and, about it a bit last week because it was part of my massive haul of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talked about it in in the pen case episode. You know, I, that was one that. I did not own, and so many readers recommended saying this. This was the best. I mean, they were sending me pictures left and right. You got to get it. Got to get it. Got to get it. So I, you know, when I guess I got mine about the same time, same time you got yours um, from from Jet Pens. Um, it, it's a really good case. I did have some. I did have some issues with it as far as you pretty much have the pen. Pretty much has to have a clip um, to function properly in that case, and that's a little bit of a hang up for me. Just because I carry things that are that don't have a clip, like the the Kiko AL Sport. I mean, that's a pen that's with me all the time. Um, you know, a pen with a shorter body style and no clip like that. You know, it, it's a challenge to to put in that case. Um, that being said, the amount of pens and other stuff that it holds is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't believe how many pens I can fit in there. And a notebook, and ink cartridge refills, and lead, and an eraser, and there's still room for more. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a pretty impressive case as as far as you know the the quantities of things you could get. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I really see it. Is I think artists would really enjoy this case, just being able to carry the wide variety of uh, art pens you know you know if they're like a portable sketching kit or or things like that the the quantities of things that that you could put in there um you know the different tools that you know an artist might need when they're away from away from their workspace um this this case would that it would do very very well in a situation like that um for me i'm trying it out for a couple weeks I, i i switched out my roll pen case into this case um, for work and take, taking it with me. And the first day I switched it, I switched it back the next day. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. I was like, oh, I got to switch. I, I got to give this more of a chance. So I, I, I put it back and now I'm sticking with it for at least a couple weeks. And I'm actually, I'm getting into it now. I, I, I like it Great. better. It's, it's, it's working for me. Um, I don't know if it's the perfect case for me. I don't. I don't know. If there is a perfect case for me, or if I'll go back to the roll pen case. But it's working out really well uh, in my my second trial. I was. I guess I was disappointed at first that you know I couldn't fit in my non my 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 pens without clips in them. Um, like I have the the P1 Premier pen from Kickstarter. I mean that's a smooth barrel, and I just don't want that stuff flying around. Um, but I, I'm making it work now. So. It, I figured out if you stuff enough pins in there, it doesn't matter if it has a clip. You just wedge it in there and it'll stay put. Yeah, it will. Yeah. So. But it's best to have clips. I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, to my to the picture that I posted on Twitter, which I uh, called you out for. Yeah, exactly. I, I sent Brad a tweet that just said, this is how a real man uses a pen case. 
That's right, because you've been keeping crying and moaning. <laughs> but I, I did reply. I should. I took a picture of mine. And of course, that will be in the show My notes. Pin case too. that is. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, yeah, no, it, I, I love it. I really, really do love it. I think it's a, it's a great, a, a great case for me. It works perfectly because it fits just exactly what I need. And you'll see in in Brad's picture on the far. You have a lot more pens in yours than than mm-hmm. I do in mine, I think. Uh, but on the far right, you can see the uh, Kawiko Ale Sport like just tucked in there. Yep, yep. If you put enough pins in there, it'll uh, it'll wedge, wedge it in. in there tightly. What and then the far far left, I'm not looking at it, and it probably didn't. You know, the lighting was a little bit off in that picture. The pin all the way to the left is actually the P1 Premier pin that's that's slid in there too. So, oh yeah, I see that. That that one would probably fit a bit better because it's larger. Yep. But like, I have one of the little clips on my um, Kaweco, and mm-hmm. you can't see it. But so basically. Uh, when you sort of open it up to the the part where there's pockets, I have the refills of my pens, and then I have the uh, Kaweco clipped in one of the little netted pockets. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. And that fits quite nicely that. for me in there because it, it it fits quite snugly in that little pocket. So that works very nicely for me indeed. So yeah, I like it very much. Right. So I think that brings us to about the end of this episode now um on our next show which is going to be obviously next week's show we're going to go through my top five which a lot of people probably already know what that is anyway um and we're also i believe brad that you you made a call on on twitter for some listeners to send in their top five so we're going to have a couple of those that's right i have a a a couple of those to talk about uh, next week so that'll be fun excellent so uh Sir, where can people find you on the internet if they wish to do so? You can find me online. My blog is at penaddict.com. You can email me, thepenaddict at gmail.com, or click on the contact button on penaddict.com. And you can find me on Twitter at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. Awesome. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Thank you to our sponsors, Igloo and Squarespace. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.